Hi, I want to welcome you. I'm Mark Berkler, and we're covering the second part of John chapter 4. And the name of the series is Living Words from the Gospel of John, allowing the Bible to come alive as Jesus speaks directly into each one of our hearts. So this can become a, a daily devotional for you where we hear scripture read, we see it, we reflect on it together, what the Lord has spoken to me and what the Lord has spoken to you. So it's very much a live meditation on scripture as we go through the Gospel of John. So I want to share my screen with you and take a look at Esword. <clears throat> and we're in John, we're starting chapter 20, verse 20. We will just start with verse 19. The Samaritan woman said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Because Jesus had just spoken a word of knowledge to her. And so now she has a question for him. <laughs> she said, our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you people say that Jerusalem is a place men ought to worship. So it's kind of a nitpicking, legalistic, you know, external kind of a question. And Jesus answers it by going internally. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. When I read that, I thought, well, it's just a little bit harsh. So, so I clicked on the verse, and then I went over to the parallel, because I thought, I think I will read this in the Passion Translation, which is usually a little bit nicer and smoother. And here's what the Passion Translation says. Your people don't really know the one that they worship. We Jews worship out of our experience for it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. So that's a, a little bit smoother, a little bit clearer, a little bit cleaner for me. So let's go back to the New American Standard. <clears throat> so we just read verse 22. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation's from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for such people your father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So he just answered her question on a much, much deeper level. It's not about an external little thing. It's, it's about what's going on in your heart. <clears throat> the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming and he was called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to him. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point, his disciples came. They were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman, yet no one said, um, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went to the city and said to the men, come, see a man who has told me all things that I have done. Is this not the Christ? Is it? They went out of the city and they were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know not about. So the disciples began saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did they? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And I'll assume that all of you have experienced this. <clears throat> I know that when I am functioning my gift and my calling, 
it's very, very nourishing to my soul. I feel fulfilled. I feel happy. I feel joyful. And I don't feel hungry at all, okay? Even for an hour or two afterwards, I don't feel hungry. Do you not say that there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields, for they are white for the harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering the fruit for life, life eternal. He who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. I kind of wanted to see what um, parallel translations say there too. I'm looking at the, the Passion Translation for this verse. Verse 36. Everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive reward. And those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap the harvest will celebrate together with great joy. Okay, that's just a little smoother, a little bit clearer. Verse 37, for in this case, the saying is true, one sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap that which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him. Because of the word, the woman had testified. He told me all things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed with them for two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it's no longer because of what you say that we believe. We have heard for ourselves and know this one is indeed the savior of the world. After two days, he went forth from there into Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to, the, to Galilee, the Galileans received him having seen all the things which he did in Jerusalem at the feast. For they themselves also went to the feast. <clears throat> Jesus heals an official's son. Therefore he came to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a royal officer whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into, into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal officer said to him, sir, come down before my son dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus had spoken to him and started off. And as he was going down, his slaves met him, saying that his son was living. So he inquired to them as to what hour he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that that was the hour which Jesus had said to him, your son lives. He himself believed in his whole household. And again, this is again a second sign that Jesus performed when he came out of Judea into Galilee. <clears throat> so we have some journaling questions that I asked the Lord. <clears throat> and the second from John chapter 4, verses 20 to 54. Let me just share them with you. Lord, I enter your gates. With thanksgiving in my heart, I enter your courts with praise. Lord, what would you speak 
about the way I answer people's questions. <laughs> Mark, before you respond to a question, see if there's not a deeper issue that you should be addressing. There most often is. If you address the deeper issue, you release kingdom life into the situation. That is my desire for you to do at all times. So listen before you answer. So Jesus, with the Samaritan woman, he answered a deeper issue. Didn't really answer about which city to be worshiping in. That's a heart issue. And in my passion to be clear and answer people's questions, um, I know in the past I haven't always taken a moment just listen to God before I answered and gave him the answer I knew. And so this is a challenge to me to say, Mark, <laughs> don't just tell what you know, but um, listen to the spirit for a moment and see if you're not supposed to be answering a deeper question, a question that's not really been asked yet. All right, second journaling question. Lord, how does the principle apply to my life that one sows, another reaps, and they both rejoice together? Mark, the pe people whom you teach are people whom others have sown into. Others have brought them to the point of salvation. You bring them into a walk in the spirit. So rejoice together with those who have planted the seeds of salvation into their lives. Celebrate them. Don't judge them. Uh, rejoice with them. Together, you are bringing in a mighty harvest unto the world. <clears throat> Lord, what would you speak to me about the role of faith in miracles and healing? Because we obviously see it played a very big role for the, the royal officer's son. <clears throat> Mark, faith is a crucial element. It needs to be expressed. In this case, the faith was not expressed by the one who was sick, but by a proxy, his father. Do not demand faith on the part of the one who is infirm. Just know that someone must express and release faith for a miracle to occur. And that was a very interesting point, which I ran into for the first time several years back. Person was telling me that the reason people didn't get healed is because that person didn't have faith. <laughs> And I remember my response to them at that point in time was, well, I'm not sure that that person needs to have faith. It's just that somebody, somebody in the group needs to have faith. So it can be those who are doing the praying or those receiving the prayer. Either way, as long as somebody is there that has faith. So um, that was an important principle. It keeps us from need, needing to judge the person who doesn't get healed and say, well, you know, if you had more faith, you'd have got healed. That's not really quite the situation according to what we see in this story of the royal officer and his son and in the journal that God gave to me. So how about if you do some journaling too? Um, and I'll just review what these three questions were because you can ask the same questions if you want to jot them down. And we will make this available as a file. Lord, what would you speak to me about the way I answer people's questions? Lord, what about the way that I answer people's questions? Anything you want to say about that way I answer people's questions? Second question you could ask the Lord. Lord, how does the principle apply to my life that one sows and another reaps? And they both rejoice together. Lord, what about my ministry being combined with someone else's ministry and together we accomplish what neither one of us 
accomplished on our own. And question number three, Lord, what would you speak to me about the role of faith in miracles and healing? <laughs> role of faith in miracles and healing. So those are three questions. You're welcome to ask the Lord. You're going to ask him some different questions if you want to. Use the four keys, write yourself down, picture Jesus with you, tune to flow, and just write what you receive back. By all means, if you have any questions about it, you share it with your spiritual advisors. Or if it's calling for a major decision in your life, you do the same thing. Share it with your spiritual advisors. All right. Living words from the Gospel of John. Jesus speaking directly into our hearts together as we journal together through the Gospel of John. God bless you. This is Mark Berkler, signing off.